hello everybody what is up it has been another slice it seems to be just the beginning of the podcast lately um i have been recently speaking to someone and she will know who she is when she hears this but i kind of you know she really was excited about the podcast and started listening to them and i just explained that recently like i can't podcast and answer when I feel like it's being forced. Like when I am speaking to you guys and it's just kind of like rolling out, like everything just makes a whole bunch of sense and whatever I'm saying is meshing really good. Um, It's more of a flow instead of a resistance. And when I'm deep in my shit, I feel like I'm super in my head. That's something I've been working on to be able to feel through the emotions instead of just kind of script however I imagine life is happening. Like actually really feeling what is happening. Um, But this beautiful soul had a a recommendation of just maybe recording my answers with you guys. But if I feel at that time, you know, that it's not something that I could share because I'll pre-listen to it first, then I can really examine again my answers on that healing level of like why they hurt so much or why I'm not able to answer them or what is really stumping me. And then I wouldn't share it with you guys. So if you're listening to this, it just seems that I have answered some questions and I was okay with how they came out. And I'm still going to probably listen to it again because I've been um, re-listening to my podcast and it's actually been helping me full circle. And it's interestingly enough coming up on one year that I even started the podcast um, because I'd realized in one of my podcasts that I was listening to, I mentioned that Nova was seven months and now she's 17 months. I guess that's 10 months later. Anyways, but math is not my forte. Yeah, so here we are. I'm going to give it a shot. Um, And, you know, if you listen to my last episode, you understand where I'm at. Um, I'm back running my events. So my life has been quite busy. Um, I'm still building myself back up. And at the events, I'm actually selling my journals. And when I sell them to people, I or when I explain them to people, I just explain the fact, you know, sometimes when we answer a question, or we'll just stop immediately where we are in our tracks because, you know, that question just is like, I don't want to look at that or, or not, maybe nothing even comes up when you're asked a question. And those are the questions that we really should be at least looking at and looking into, like, why does it feel so yucky? What event has happened in my life that made me feel this feeling about this question? So even if we don't answer them, we kind of have to approach the fact that, you know, things happen in our lives and they shape our answers and I believe in one of the podcasts I'm going back because it's been so long since I've listened to them and also um, answered the questions myself with you guys that I I don't know what I've done what I haven't but I remember when I mentioned what to you guys that one question can have so many different variables depending on what someone has experienced and what I meant by that because I don't think I ever shared it is there was this one question and it's like if you had one year to live starting today what would you do and for me I was like oh man I would like sell all my stuff I would travel the world I would sightsee I would jump out of a plane swim with sharks like I was just thinking of all these exciting things that I I don't want to miss out before I go and these are the things that I'd want to do But when I started creating the journals questions, I asked that same question to a couple other people and I was astounded by the different answers that I received and it really did show how one question could be so massively different to everybody and that's why I felt that the importance of the journal even was tenfold because the people that I had asked to, so I had one other person say that they would go on a killing spree and she'd experienced quite... Uh, a lot of trauma uh, in the last little while so you know and if she had a year to live she would go killing people Um, and then another person that I had asked said that he would 
go into a forest and die alone because he wouldn't want to be a burden on his family. And I'll leave the evaluations of those questions to you or those answers to you guys because you can only imagine, you know, where these people come from with that answer. And here I am thinking like, YOLO, like, gonna, you know, it, it made me really also, you know, be thankful to where I am at my, in my life to know that up until this point that those are not my answers. Um, so just holding space for the fact that, you know, it may seem like a silly question or it may seem like a very simple question, but in fact, depending on where we are in our life, you know, you can ask someone that exact same question and if they've had a magnitude of trauma, that question may be completely different to them. So just holding space for that, you know, like, uh, that was a big teacher for me. So I've just opened, um, again, it's been a while, so I don't know if I'm going to be repeating these. Um, okay. The top five painful or happy experiences that have made me a better person today. Um, I will also note that I am super emotional lately. I've been feeling big feels, so I'm probably going to cry with you guys on this episode. And also Nova is sick and she's napping and I don't know how much longer of a nap we have. So it might cut short, but we'll see what we can do. So one of the first experiences I think of when, um, I think of the top five painful or happy experiences, um, I drove across the States by myself and that was like the most empowering and beautiful thing that I'd ever done. Um, I got out of that abusive relationship where it rewired my brain. Um, and I just didn't know who I was anymore. And I can't believe my parents let me do it, but I know they just did it because they believed in me and they trusted me. Um, and it was all through people I had met online. I had went, uh, I had followed this zoo in like Chicago on Facebook forever. And his, the gentleman's name was Rob. And I said, you know, how do you feel about taking in a Canadian, uh, hitchhiker or whatever you'd want to call a co-op student? And he said, come on over. So, and he sent out an email to a family that gave me the key to their house. Like I drove to Chicago and then just because I could, um, I wanted to go to New York city, which keep in mind, it was like eight to 10 hour drive. Um, and so I asked Rob if he knew anybody in New York and he said, you know, message this girl named Natalie on Facebook and Natalie on Facebook was like, oh my God, like just stay on my couch. And here I am all naive and, and just, just naive, totally naive. I, um, I ended up in the Bronx and also to note, I drove from Chicago to New York city with a tarantula in my backseat, the cage, because I came from the wildlife center and, uh, Rob needed it transported to Natalie and yeah, um, I can't parallel park and people in New York, like have bumper pads to like push cars out of the way and stuff like that. It was quite the experience and it was so amazing and I was so protected and that was really when I had realized that, you know, sometimes you just have to do stuff for yourself and it doesn't even matter if it makes sense or you know what you're doing, or you know where you're going. You just have to trust the alignment. And that was in one of the most dizzying parts of my life. And I feel like you guys kind of know me now and it's so funny cuz I met Natalie and we hopped on the uh, subway station to go down and I'm like oh yeah no you can sleep when you're dead I mean like I've only met her for like five minutes at that point <laughs> and and she looked at me and I'm like oh um no I'm not gonna kill you <laughs> like not that I mean like you know we have lots of time to sleep after like we all die and you know everything is okay and so that was fun so that was one of my happy experiences that I will never forget um also in 2018 when I had left uh, one of my relationships in Sudbury and moved back to the Aurelia area, I moved back to Kirkfield, I actually um, booked a plane trip ticket to Banff. I'd never seen the mountains before. It was another one of my like, where am I going? What am I doing moments in my life? And again, I went by myself. And if you've never traveled alone, I do highly recommend it. I mean, like always have 
those parts of yourself where you're um, smart with it. Tim is coming home, so it might get loud with Mindy. But always be smart about the moves that you make and, you know, trust your intuition when it comes to it. But I booked a, a ticket to Banff and I ended up staying in a hostel with strangers and I had the most amazing experience again with things lining up and um, the strangers that I had met and the experiences that I was able to have with that. Oh, I thought he was coming in. He's not because Mindy will bark him with the baby sleeping. That would be yucky. Um, anyways, squirrel. So with that, crying in the mountain and being able to really, like I journaled in the mountains and connected with people I even did an excursion and met an 80 year old lady that came on the excursion with me and like she became one of my really good friends I don't know if she was 80 she was older and she was hilarious um but those are the things that you open yourself up to so those are two happy experiences that I can think of at the top of my mind um when I think of the painful experiences that I'm thankful for like I mean if I had never went up to Sudbury for that relationship I would never have the holistic fairs um And that's a full circle because um, walking into the crisis center, like all of the mental health challenges that I had faced, you know, being isolated away from my friends and friends and family um, and walking into the crisis center, that's when I started the healing sessions that created the, like I was recommended to create a holistic fair and that's, you know, where my job started. So, and then here I am, like, it's crazy to think that if I'd never moved to Sudbury and went through all of those painful experiences in that relationship that I would not have the fairs. So that's, um, it was really painful, but it was totally clearing the clouds and, you know, being able to see the rainbow, even not even be able to see it. It kind of just came out of nowhere. And same with this book. I mean, like there's another one, like painful experience, like this pandemic, you guys heard it in all my other podcasts, you know, it rocked my emotional world, you know, the postpartum and the job loss and the isolation and, and all of the changes that we all had went through. I mean, like if the pandemic didn't happen, I wouldn't have this journal and I wouldn't be doing this podcast and you wouldn't be listening right now. So (laughs) that's pretty cool. Um, for the painful thing, another painful moment. Um, and then there's supposed to be a fifth one. So the top five painful or happy experiences that have made me a better person. Um, man, that is tough thinking of a fifth one. The other one's kind of rolled to me and I can't think of the fifth one. I'm going to have to sit with that one and see what else. I mean, I know there's lots of them. Even, I guess, my bad relationship, the one that rewired my brain, you know, having the ability to heal all those parts of me that were literally on the floor and not knowing who I was, and I'm still healing from that. Um, and then that healing journal journey bringing me to all of you and to all my holistic healing fair people and yeah life is pretty good when i think about it those that way um and you know being able to see making me cry here being able to see the most beautiful things come out of the pain that we feel you know that's kind of what makes it worth it and i know i've spoke about the yin and the yang and um the good with the bad And, you know, going through these bad things can definitely, you know, help with feeling good about uh, the good that comes after and the holy shit, like the aha moments that come after. It's really cool. Um, I may only do that question today. 
but yeah, I was really thankful I had that I had someone reach out to me and they, you know, a lot of people think that this podcast is literally about the book, which it is, you know, but there's so much more to the book and the way that the questions can be put together, you know, each individually to every person so differently. And I felt that it was really important to podcast about it. And doing a journal with an audience is definitely a lot of oversharing, a lot of crying, uh, a lot of being able to pick apart my why behind the question, why I put it there and and what I gathered from it. Um, So it's super special um, to be able to share this with you guys. And the more and more people that are finding the podcast are, you know, I truly believe that they're just being drawn to it. And if you're listening to it up to this point, you know, you're meant to be here. And if you need to re-listen to any of the podcasts, I actually find that re-listening to them up until this point have you know whenever I need those little like refreshes it's it's definitely helpful uh, to go back to it um five ways I can go out of my comfort zone this year I'm debating so I'm rescheduling all of my events next year I don't know if that's a comfort zone thing but I'm looking at maybe booking the summers off and just jamming my springs and falls with fairs and that's taking me out of my comfort zone because I'm so used to structure uh, I don't want to answer this question, but I also want to share this with you guys by putting it as a podcast. So I'm just going to tell you, I don't want to answer it because I can't think of anything right now because my brain is mush. Um, do, do, do. If I had three wishes, what would I wish for and why? Um, I would wish, see, and I wanted to say I would wish for life to just be a little bit easier, but then like internally it stopped because I know so many other people going through so much worse stuff and the part of me that just I don't want to you know I don't I try not to minimize what I'm feeling because it's important for us to really hold into like where we are and hold space for ourselves that you know like we could feel low and it's okay to feel low but man there's some people that have it way worse so I just would wish for you know life to get better for a lot of people and that I wish that I, my wish for is that, you know, the painful experiences that we're all going through right now is really going to bring us to those rainbows and those experiences and those aha moments where it's like, fuck, that's why, that's why it hurts so much. And then we can pat ourselves on the back for, you know, going through what we go through, but staying humble in the process and staying real and raw and not, you know, like, yes, we showcase the highlight reel or whatever face we have to put on to get through the day, but to always show our hearts because we're going to continue to attract the people that love our hearts into our lives by showing up authentically as we are and that's as we are you know fragile patched together whatever you want to call it you know those are the people that are going to love us and see us as who you know we truly are and that's so important so there's that um i would wish for the world to figure its shit out i mean like i have a little girl (laughs) a one-year-old like it's really um I can only shelter her from what's happening in the world for so long and I don't even know how I would explain it. I know, I think back, I think it's Mr. Rogers that is the only thing I can think of where it's like, you know, look for the helpers. And that's how I hope to raise Nova is to always look for the helpers and, you know, maybe to be able to keep her from the spinning as long as I can. I definitely can. But hopefully, you know, when she's old enough to really comprehend and understand what's going on, that she can... uh, she, I think she'll change the world. And that's another thing I had realized with this book. You know, it's something that I've created and, you know, my, my kids, my grandkids, my great grandkids, hopefully it can, you know, go full circle in their lives and help them in ways even long after I'm gone. 
And the third wish, uh, if I had three wishes, what would I wish for and why? Uh, I try not to be selfish, and it's not even selfish wishing for stuff for myself. I, uh, okay, I would wish to be able to, you know, maybe even hire someone to help me run the events and bring my mental health conferences across Canada and find a sponsor for them that could you know, have that marketing cap for their budget to be able to write off expenses to fly me and the speakers across Canada and then to see mountains and ocean in one year. That's it. That's a this year wish. But I mean, big picture wish. Um, and my wish for all of you guys and my wish for me now is to be able to, I'm going to cry again, to step out of the spinning and kind of go into ourselves and realize that everything that we have in our world right now is temporary. And that's a big lesson that I've been working towards. And I think I'm having the hardest time with it to be able to live in the, you know, this is temporary to the point where everybody around us in this moment, you know, everyone is temporary. And that's why we have to live life as its fullest love as hard as we can set aside the shit that can be set aside like don't let our days be drowning by insignificant things that are not going to matter you know in one years or two years you know we're just going to get to a point in our lives where we're you know we look back at it and just like man i wish i wasn't fucking worrying about that stuff i wish i spent more time with this person or loving this person or sending this loving message you know that's my wish for you guys and my wish for me too because i want to be able to live more fully in the moment and time is not promised to any of us and um not that I ever focus on death a lot but I know you know like if we think 20 years from now how many people that we love or that will be gone and that's why it's so important for us to really set aside those insignificant stupid things that yes they fucking suck but it's not worth our happiness anymore and for those of you that personally know me know with that I battle a lot of stuff in my um uh personal life when it comes to I don't even want to mention it I'm not mentioning it so like I'm gonna live with an abuser for the rest of my life and I have to find ways to not let her hurt me and um, bother me as much as she does and that's just kind of setting aside my strengths or no setting astride my I don't even know yeah see this is where I would delete it but I'm gonna leave it because I feel like we covered a lot um but I'm working on not being such a scramble brain. I just started taking ashwagandha, which is this natural herb for slowing down the nervous system. Um, I'm really working on leading with love and being gentle on myself because it's okay to be confused and it's okay to scramble your words and not necessarily know where you need to be. It's just centering back in when you can. And I'm also learning about this whole world with my business hat on now and with a child. So it's uh, definitely a new experience to put a business hat on and be whole when I'm in fact just patch job with duct tape right now. But I'm really thankful to have a great group of people. Um, I'm very thankful for my vendors and the people that I have. I honestly, I can't thank everyone enough for, you know, just being authentically as you are and you know if I speak to you or if I don't speak to you or even once in a while and you you've listened up until this point I'm thankful for you and um yeah so I think I'm gonna end it there I feel like I need to say a little bit more about what has like what I've been dealing with but I I don't feel like you guys know as per my last episode what I'm going through but mm -mm. yeah no I can't even see it the words aren't coming out so that means I'm not supposed to talk about it because these podcasts are forever so just know that I'm working on leading in some situations with love in my life and it can be extremely challenging when you have someone that is 
really abusive and really not looking to make your life any easier. Like their goal, ultimate goal is to make your life hell. And that's where it becomes challenging when it's also someone that you can't put a boundary up to remove per se. Uh, yeah, it's a fucking whirlwind. But anyways, I super appreciate you guys. If what you need to do is to listen to the podcast first before you approach your answers or if you just even need to stare at the journal and you don't answer and you just answer them in your head or you just like see what feelings come up however you do it is yours and I you know our healing journeys are all on our own and I would never be offended if someone didn't do the journey journal because I understand how hard it is to look at and maybe in 20 years from now you'll pick it up and do it or you'll gift it to someone that's really needing it but if you guys don't mind passing the podcast along Uh, especially to anyone that has the journal, it can definitely be a good tool uh, alongside the journal to be able to complete it. But I'm sending you guys so much love. Thank you for listening. And thank you to the special person that had motivated me to even get on this thing to do a podcast because I was so stuck on like the force versus flow. Um, But I think it all worked out and I will continue to try to get on here and talk to you guys and uh, we'll check in later. Have a wonderful day.